sister, can I share one of the most confusing phrases I've ever heard in Christianity? One that I struggled with for a long time. No, it's actually not a verse from the Bible. It's the phrase, partner with God. I simply could not wrap my head around that phrase, and I couldn't figure out how that was even supposed to work. I mean, aren't we supposed to just pray and then God does his thing? Wouldn't partnering with him mean that we would be trying to take control from him? But then God, in his goodness, revealed the underlying issue to my confusion. Turns out that something from my past, where I had experienced abuse and toxic relationships, was affecting how I understood prayer and God's provision. And so today, sister, I'm going to share just what that blocker was so that you too can have clarity and be more empowered. Let's do this. Hey there, amazing lady. Welcome back to the Jesus Empowered Maiden podcast. I'm Jen Murray, owner of Relate Escape, where I create, inspire, and motivate Jesus-based empowerment for my sisters in faith. If you're ready to dig deep into the true character of Jesus and our Heavenly Father, to learn who you really are as the daughter of the King, to break free from all the things holding you captive, both internal and external, and to learn how to love yourself in all your beloved uniqueness, you are definitely in the right place. It's time, sister, to claim your female identity, authority, and freedom in Christ like never before. As always, you can learn more and connect with me over at RelateEscape.com. You are loved, you are seen, and you are meant for more. Let's dive in. prayer. It's always a tricky subject, isn't it? There are so many facets to it and so many perspectives that have been taught. And just in and of itself, it can be a hard thing to wrap our heads around. It's kind of right up there with the Trinity sometimes. So one of the ways that I've struggled with understanding prayer more recently in my walk is this idea of partnering with God. There's this amazing Christian entrepreneur whose podcast I listen to, In fact, during the wilderness season that I talked about in my last episode, God was using her podcast in a very powerful way to get me back aligned with him in general and also with how Christian business should be done and how to find our God-given calling. This woman's amazing. But anyway, she would use the phrase quite often, partner with God. And I'd heard that before maybe a handful of times from various places, but this was the first time I really felt like God was driving that phrase home for me. And at the same time, like I said, I was deep in a wilderness season. At the time, I had no income, nothing that I was doing, and trust me, I was doing all of the things, was working. And things were getting dire to the point where my credit cards are calling because I can't make the payments. I was not able to pay my rent. And so I'm praying and I'm trusting in God, but I was also wrestling too. I was wrestling with how to balance praying to God for what I need, which is what the Bible tells us to do, and what actions I should take. I mean, I was already doing all the things that would hopefully end and getting a good paying job, um, or finally getting a response from unemployment, right? I was I had redone my LinkedIn. I'm applying to jobs on LinkedIn through different agencies, reaching out to people about freelance, right? Like I was doing all the things. 
but nothing was moving. And as I, as things got more desperate, I thought, you know, things like, well, do I apply for a lower paying like minimum wage job, but then risk not qualifying for my SNAP food anymore, which I had to get on SNAP towards the end because I needed money to eat. Um, and if you know, happen to know anything about how the systems of assistance work in this country, like you basically, um, like they're not made to help you get back on your feet, right? So if you qualify for food assistance, but then you make over a certain amount, then suddenly you don't qualify for food assistance. Uh, so it's like you're punished for getting a job. So I was thinking things like that, and I'm just like, well, you know, what should I do? How far do I go? Like, what does this partnering with God thing even look like? All of these things were kind of swirling around in my head as they do during those kinds of intense seasons. And I had operated previously with the idea that you you just like try things, you knock on doors, and if it's a door God wants you to walk through, he'll open it. And if it's not something he wants you to walk through, like he just ensures that it stays closed. But sometimes things are more gray than that, right? And this was one of those times I was really confused as to how his sovereignty and my abilities or actions were, suppo were supposed to work together, particularly during a wilderness season when God was clearly dictating things in a certain way, right? Like you're not in charge, we're never fully in charge, but you're definitely not in charge during a wilderness season. Like God is bringing you into heavy reliance with him for specific reasons so he's kind of dicta dictating things in a certain way and things were going in a way that was quite different from what I thought they should go or how they would go well so through all of this God ended up revealing to me that I had a blocker that was keeping me from understanding the partner with God concept Something from my past, which includes abusive and toxic relationships, was this blocker. And it's something that God had actually done. He's done a lot of work in this area, um, but it was rearing its ugly head again. And it was blocking this issue of prayer and understanding the concept of partnering with God. So what was this thing? What was this blocker? Well, it was the good old, said with sarcasm, victim mindset. That was the issue that was rearing its ugly head. Might not be the answer you were expecting, but stick with me and you'll quickly understand uh, how this plays out. Maybe you might even recognize it for yourself. So not surprisingly, this wasn't the first time that my victim mentality has affected my relationship with God. When I was a newer Christian, it wasn't uncommon for me to expect God to do whatever he, he wanted, and I would just kind of like be in a place where I'll react or deal with it. It's, it's like I took the mindset that we develop in our toxic or abusive relationships where your you know, partner or your parent or her, whoever it is, is constantly controlling everything or manipulating everything to the point where you just, you just end up waiting for them to do whatever they want. And then you deal with the repercussions of that because that's the cycle. The other person has all the power. We don't. The other person is dictating what we should do or don't do. And it's very difficult, if not impossible, for us to have any power over ourselves, right? And so what happened was, even though intellectually a new God was not 
toxic or abusive or manipulative, that that's not his character, I was still operating with this victim mindset. Because it's not like these things disappear instantly when we accept Christ and become a Christian, right? They're, they're still present. And there's something that over time, like God will help us like remove and, you know, walk away from things like that. And so that was the case with me. I would pray for things and, and God did early on, he gave me the gift of faith, but still because of this victim mentality, I would just kind of sit back and wait and expect things to kind of like magically or supernaturally materialize or be fixed. So I'll give you an example of, to help illustrate this. So back in 2011, when my now ex-husband said that we would be getting a divorce, that meant I would be starting my life over with no job and no money. I had a four-year degree, but because where we were living, there wasn't really any jobs in that area and we had been planning on starting a family. Um, I, like, I, would, I would be starting over with a degree, but no job and we didn't really have much savings or anything because my ex-husband spent everything. So I had faith that God would provide and God was very much with me, like his presence was very real when all of this went down. But as I was talking to a friend on the phone the next morning, she was very insistent with me. She said, you you know, like we were talking about these practical logistics, like where am I going to live? What money am I going to have to support myself? She said, because my ex-husband was at work, she's like, you need to go to the bank right now and you need to move money from your joint checking account to one in just your own name so that you have money. And that was really a kick in the pants for me because I was kind of just sitting back waiting for God to, oh, God will just take care of me. But my friend was like, no, like you need to actually take action. Like you need to go to the bank right now, get in your car, go to the bank and make sure you have money for you to eat and pay for gas. And like, you know, cause my ex-husband did not care, right? It was not a very amicable split. So in other words, all that to say, it's great to lean on God, but there was practical action that I needed and could take on my end instead of just sitting back and waiting for something to happen. And it was a good thing that I did because that money got me through. I needed that money. Like, I really feel like God was kicking me in the butt through that friend in that conversation because my victim mindset was informing a version of prayer or informing an expectation of God where I wasn't using the power I already had or the provision I already had. I was, because I was so used to being powerless and I was so used to being a victim. And so I was just kind of like sitting back and expecting like things to happen. Now, all that to say, like, don't get me wrong, God is sovereign. God can and does do miracles, and he definitely provides. Like, he has done that for me in dire situations several times in my life. He comes through for me in ways that only he can. But at the same time, he doesn't call us to sit back and do nothing. He doesn't call us to not be empowered. He doesn't want us to ignore the things that we can do or solutions that currently exist because of either provision he's already placed before us, because he knows what's going to happen before it happens, or because of things we've already done or connections we've already made, right? There might be things that we already have at our fingertips that we need to act on and use. So this kind of reminds me of that story. I don't know who came up with this, <laughs> but there was like that little, uh, I think you call it like an antidote 
where like there's um i forget exactly how it goes but you will probably recognize it when i go through the gist of it but it's that thing where like there's there's like a modern day flood and so a guy climbs on climbs onto the top of his roof right and he has no way to rescue himself he's like stranded on the top of his roof and so he prays to god to rescue him and i think it goes something like you know there's a helicopter that comes and they're like hey like come hop on the helicopter we'll get you to safety and he's like no 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 like god's gonna go ahead god's gonna rescue me and then so the helicopter leaves and then there's like a boat that comes and the people on the boat are like you know get in the boat like we'll take you to safety and he's like no 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 no. like that's okay you guys go ahead like god's gonna rescue me and then I don't know if there was something else that came along, but there was like two or three instances where like help literally arrives at his flooded house. And he's like, no, 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 no. Like God's going to rescue me. And then he ends up, what happens is he ends up drowning and he gets to heaven and he's like, God, I don't know if it was God or Jesus, but like, he's like, why did you not rescue me? And God's like, well, I sent you a helicopter and a boat. Like what else did you want? So in other words, God, God like practically, you know, I guess you could say practically. It could. I guess it could also be miraculously. But either way, that's probably getting too meta. God provided several ways for this guy to be rescued, right? Like, he, this guy prayed for help. God sent him, like, several different options. And the, the guy was said no. Why? Because he was in the mentality of, like, I'm expecting a miracle. And so he chose not to take the rescue that was before him. And then he ended up dying. So I know this kind of goes off a, a little bit because I think the story is meant to illustrate more of like the religious view that's out there, um, which is some of it is very closely the re- related to what we're talking about in regards to the victim mentality, which is why it popped into my head. But I think it's because, I mean, there's a lot of religious churches where it's not about being active and going out into the community and the world and, and being in God's power it's about staying like within everything has to happen within the church building and so they just pray and and want god to just miraculously deliver rather than than them actually partnering with god right so slightly different uh reasons but kind of the same kind of the same thing where it's like we're not going to actually take action we just want god to like do everything for us and in all honesty um the reason why this might have popped into my mind was because the church i was going to during my years as an early christian was kind of like this so that was probably also influencing my mindset but the bigger issue here was that i simply was waiting and expecting god to like supernaturally take care of everything i wasn't acting like an empowered partner right an empowered partner goes to the bank and makes sure make sure that she has money (laughs) so that like to you know so that she can get to the next place where god is going to take her Right? God's not going to spring up a money tree. He could possibly like provide money through friends. Like everybody's walk is different. But in that, in my specific instance, it was like all I had to do was go to the bank while my ex-husband was at work and like move money into a different account. Right? It would have been silly not to do that. But that's not where my brain was. I wasn't in the place of being an empowered partner, which brings us back to that phrase, partner with God. Because what I've learned, sister, is that God definitely has, right? He has the big picture. He's definitely sovereign. He definitely wants us to come to him in prayer about anything and everything. And prayer is actually a big part of how we partner with him. Like that, that is a legit thing. But the action is the other part of that. I'm not saying that we don't seek his direction or seek his wisdom. 
or those of godly counsel, but we can't stay in a victim mindset. Like for one thing, we're no longer victims and we're certainly not a victim of God, right? Like that's not the relationship. I apologize if you can hear my heat vent come on. I usually turn my heat off before I record podcasts because I think the audio picks it up, but I forgot to do that. So apologies if you hear some air moving around. But anyway, God wants us to be empowered too, right? It's not a just it's not just about us like praying him, pr- praying to him, seeking his direction, his wisdom, that of godly counsel, right? He wants us also to be empowered. He doesn't want us to just sit around necessarily and wait for miracles for everything all of the time. God works through things in this world. It could be a job that we have or that we could get, connections, you know, community, tons of things. God calls us to take part in life, not just to sit around and wait for him to do anything. So if you've been praying for something and it's not happening, like with me when I was praying for income and financial breakthrough during my wilderness season, that could be for a lot of reasons. It could be because God has his timing or maybe he has something better for you, right? Could be some other reason. We don't know all the reasons. But I will say, if this victim mentality issue that I've been talking about here is resonating with you, it could be that your expectations of prayer and God's provision need adjustment, right? Like maybe, and I say maybe, because again, I don't know your situation. I don't know, you know, like what God's trying to do, but maybe just maybe God is trying to nudge you out of that victim mentality place and onto the path of being an empowered partner. So my financial breakthrough, my finally getting a job, was due to both God's plan and timing and my actions. So this is, again, when things were getting super desperate, I popped onto the online job board of the local agency that I had plugged into when I moved here. And I had reached out to them before about previous positions and nothing had happened. There was, there was no movement. And then at this time, like I was facing losing my apartment, like things were dire. So I pinged them about this job that I saw and it may or may not have been a fit. I can't even say that it like jumped off the page and really appealed to me because I had been kind of looking for jobs with another kind of focus to them. But I reached out and before I knew it, I had an interview. And with that one interview, I was basically hired. They agreed to the amount I quoted them as far as what I needed salary wise to cover all my bills. And while the job was originally supposed to be part-time, they moved me to a full-time workload before I'd even been onboarded. And this agency that I'm contracted through also pays weekly, which nobody does anymore. And I must say as a caveat, do you know how amazing it is to work really, really hard and then get paid every Friday? I would really hate to go back to a two weeks pay situation. Like whoever came up with that idea, I'm not down. It's so motivating to get paid weekly. But at the time, the importance of that was it meant I could easily catch up on the rent and bills because I got paid every Friday. So when you need catch up on rent and you have credit cards that are, you know, past due, it's really helpful to be getting a paycheck every week versus having to wait every two weeks, right? And in the end, that job ended up being a really good fit for me in a lot of different ways. And I work with a lot of really good people. And I have a great boss who 
like I was talking to her about a situation recently and she literally used the word empowered and she was like, well, I want you to be more empowered. And I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, my boss just told me to be more empowered. Like that's my word. <laughs> that's my podcast. I know. like, what is happening? Right. And I don't even know if she's Christian or not. We never talked about it, but it was just kind of funny. So it, it's been like, it was like an amazing blessing of a job. But to get that job, I had to reach out and ask. I had to send that email and I had to be willing to take control and say, okay, I don't know if this will be a fit. I don't know if this will be a solution. I don't know if anything will come from this. I know I've pinged them before about jobs and nothing has happened, but I'm going to be empowered and I'm going to take action. And if it doesn't work, like I will keep on looking for what a potential solution could be. I also had to fight not to get an eviction on my rental record because like I was behind rent and if I hadn't spoken up to my complex, if I hadn't contacted them and kind of like argued my case, I would be carrying an eviction on my record right now, even if I hadn't ended up being evicted. I don't think God would have let that happen, but they just need to start the process for that to be on your record. And like that would obviously have hurt Anytime I'm going to have to move in the future, if I go to a different apartment complex, like that, that stays on your record, right? So I had to, I had to speak up and fight to not have that. But doing those things required not operating from a victim mentality. It required not just sitting back and assuming God would magically take care of it all. And I, and I get it, sister. I'm not in any way glossing over like the reality about this victim mentality. Like it, it has, it ends up having deep roots. It affects a lot of our mindsets and how we perceive things and how we make decisions. And it can be really, really difficult to like rewire ourselves away from that. So I'm in no way saying it's a simple thing. It's not an overnight thing. It's definitely a process, but don't forget that God also has your back. And I think it's just really interesting that in the middle of a wilderness season, actually more towards the end of that wilderness season where things were getting real and I really needed breakthrough, like during that time when God was purging me of things and getting me back into a relationship with him because I had drifted, like that was one of the main purposes of the wilderness season. He was, he was also teaching me how to partner with him at the same time, like how to be an empowered partner, right? To take action while also praying and giving my needs to him. Like he was doing both. It was like, I'm bringing you into a place where like, we get you back into relationship with me. Like, I need you to rely on me. Like, I want you to pray to me. But at the same time, like there was also some schooling in, okay, this is what it looks like for us to actually be partners. So like, yes, rely on me, come to me, seek my wisdom, but also like, don't overlook the things that, that are before you that you can do. Like it's, it's not necessarily always clear how that relationship should go. But I think it's funny that he was like, that those things can coexist, right? Like that's what partnering with God means. And that's why whether, you know, that victim mentality is an issue during your current prayer struggles or not, if you have it, it ultimately needs to go anyway, because we're not victims. We're empowered by God and by Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray for any woman out there who is struggling with the victim mentality, and I feel like that is probably a lot of women. 
because unfortunately a lot of us have dealt with toxic relationships or abuse and Lord, you know how hard it is in those situations to, to keep it together, to feel any sort of empowerment because like that's what those people are trying to take from us. Like that's what the enemy wants. And some of us have just been ground down to, we don't, we don't even know how to be empowered anymore. Like we've lost any sense of that. And so Lord, I would just pray, um, that you would work deeply in my sisters, that you would show them, first of all, their value in you, and you would also begin to purge them of this victim mentality that is holding them back. God, I pray that you would do what you did for me, which is to teach them, yes, how to be in relationship with you and to uh, lean on your provision and to seek your wisdom, but also to be an empowered partner, to learn how to you know, to have that empowerment again and to take actions and to know that they're not in sin if they're like, you know, not just sitting around waiting for you to answer. It's, you know, it's okay for us and, and expected, I think, a lot of times for us to, as partners, to knock on doors and see what happens and to use the resources and provision that we already have before us. Lord, I would just really pray um, against the enemy from attacks and trying to keep this up-leveling from happening. I pray that you protect my sisters and provide them with those who are willing to pray around them, who are aware of supernatural issues, who don't shy away from those conversations. I pray that you also just give them really loving community so they have a safe place to talk about these things. Um, Lord, and I would pray as you move within, I feel like you're going to do some move, serious moving in the church in this country soon. I would pray that it becomes a place that actually helps women in these areas. I really wish something like a victim mentality that can deeply, that's so prevalent with women, unfortunately, and it's, it effect, it's such one of those things that gets rooted and it affects everything that we do and see. I want a church that actually acknowledges that, but not just acknowledges it, but actually helps women. Like, women should not be silent sufferers in the church. Like, I pray that you would just create something completely new and shake the foundations and give your daughters a place where they can actually get the help that they need and that you can, that can be one of the ways that you move through in their lives, empower them, and help to heal them. I pray this in all of your glorious name, in Jesus' name, amen. Hey friend, before you go, if you found value in today's episode or it blessed you in some way, it would mean the world to me if you could leave a review over on Apple Podcasts. I love hearing from all of my amazing, powerful ladies, and I'm truly blessed when I get a glimpse of the incredible things God is doing in your lives. It also helps other women just like yourself find the show, allowing God to work in their lives too. Thank you so, so much. And by the way, if you want to drop me a line, you can reach me over at RelateEscape.com. Cheers.